From earth to water to fire, our dance grows in passion now as we reclaim our bodies and reach through emotion and desire to find will, purpose, and action. We grow in strength. We feel our power rising from our guts, descending from our visions, releasing joyously from our hearts. We now enter our third chakra, rising up from the combined levels of the first two chakras and embracing the growing current of consciousness that descends from the upper chakras. Anadea Judith. So as we move up our exploration of the chakras, we now come to chakra three, the Manipura chakra. And this is an energy center where we will explore the themes of power, of will, mastery, um, of fire in both its warmth and its light. We'll look at digestion, metabolism, self-esteem. Now, the Bija sound for this chakra is Ram. And the clearing sound, the resonant sound for this chakra is Ah, like awesome. This chakra governs the pancreas and adrenals. And the celestial body is Mars and the sun. Hello and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and it is my mission to unite the healing arts and modern scientific understanding to bring you practices that will revolutionize your life. I bring you soulful meditations, love notes, visualizations, insights, interviews, and workshop recordings to uplift, inspire, and lead you through your own personal metamorphosis. Let's dive in. All right, so in this episode, we're going to look at the Manipura Chakra, our third chakra. So moving up in our ascent through the chakras, we arrive at the Manipura Chakra, the third major energy center. This center is characterized by the element of fire, and fire really stands for heat, for light, and for transformation. The third chakra builds off the first two. So as we combine matter, represented in the first chakra, and movement that is represented in the second chakra, we produce energy. The role of the third chakra is to activate this energy and direct it. Power is our ability to consciously direct energy. To be empowered requires us both to cultivate this energy and direct it in a way that is aligned with our highest vision. Thus, the Manipura is an important convergence point between the energy rising through the first two chakras and the descent of consciousness from the higher chakras. It is in this chakra that we start to look at the cosmic play of the trinity, matter, energy, and consciousness. The goal here is mastery, the ability to raise our life energy and consciously direct it. This requires us to develop our will. Will is one of the greatest defining points of the Manipura Chakra, our power center. When I think of the word will, 
two things come to mind, willpower and free will. These are different things. Your willpower is a measure of your tenacity and your ability to push through. Your free will is an ability to consciously choose where you are investing your energy. Free will is your ability to choose how to respond to life. It is not enough to be powerful and tenacious. We must align this effort in a direction of our highest vision. So the harmony of the third chakra requires not only energy created from the lower chakras, but also insight and vision must descend from the higher chakras. The third chakra is where vision and energy meet. With a properly toned third chakra, we can activate our energy and move towards our vision. In the third chakra, the process of manifestation really roars to life. Anadea Judith says, Will is the engine of the third chakra. Will overcomes the inertia of what is, so you can move towards what you want it to be. As the third chakra is a higher level than the second, will trumps desire of the second chakra when desire wants to move in a separate direction. Now, while some people say we have to train the will to become stronger than desire, I would argue that we actually have to get clearer on what we really desire. Our will is stronger than anything, and it is always there working for us. I believe it's our resolve and our clarity that are lacking. What is important is that the will is at the service of your true desires, not your fleeting desires, and not used submissively in service of someone else. If you are using your will to do something just because someone else told you to do it, that is not your free will at work. It is willpower, and when our will is used in the service of someone else's agenda, we give our power away. It is quite easy to see where you are giving your power away just by noticing your language. Anytime you catch yourself using language of should and have to, there is a power leak. You're submitting to a to-do list without connecting to a vision. If you say, I have to go to work, it is a very different feeling than I choose to go to work because I enjoy the freedom that this paycheck provides, or I choose to work because I feel empowered to support my family by doing so. Changing your language in this way highlights the vision behind your action and will help you to discern if your why is actually in alignment with your action. If you cannot find a reason you are choosing to go to work, that would be a red flag that you're doing it submissively for some reason, and it will hopefully prompt some self-inquiry. Anadea Judith writes, If you do what someone tells you to do when you'd really rather not, you are still exercising your will, but deep inside, it is not your true will. You have essentially given your will over to another. 
To get it back, we must realize we have chosen to do this and examine the reasons for that choice. Are we trying to please? Are we scared of the consequences? Are we out of touch with ourselves? How can we address the issue? Only by answering these questions can we truly see what our will is serving. Is it in service of looking good, being liked, keeping the peace, avoiding responsibility, remaining invisible? Once we know that our, what our will is serving, we must then ask what it might be betraying. Is looking good betraying your honest needs? Is keeping the peace perpetuating negative circumstances that might need to be confronted? Is pleasing others lowering your self-esteem? To make these effects conscious is to empower ourselves to choose between them. So it is essential to investigate what your will is in service of. Put another way, why do you do what you do? And for the things you do that are not in alignment with your true will, what are you betraying? The process of self-inquiry reveals where we are misaligned. To decide to align with the truth and with your highest vision will require you to make conscious choices, to take risks and accept responsibility for whatever consequences follow. It is not an easy process and it opens us up to criticism, rejection, and confrontation. If we live to keep the peace but are betraying ourselves to do so, once we correct this, assert new boundaries, and speak truth, discomfort will erupt. You must be willing to accept the fallout of aligning with truth and moving away from submissively giving away your power. Anytime you make a a new decision, you will be uncomfortable because you will be stepping into the unknown. Instead of continuing with what is habitual and predictable, But in making new choices, we also liberate ourselves and open to possibility. This is free will, our ability to consciously choose. Free will allows us to transcend autopilot and make changes. So how do we strengthen our free will? The first step is recognizing that you do indeed already have a strong will. We sometimes forget this when we have allowed ourselves, sometimes for good reason, to be pushed around and to give our power away. But stepping into the power of the third chakra requires us to move out of victimhood mentalities. Dr. Stephen Covey says, until a person can say deeply and honestly, I am what I am today, because of the choices I made yesterday, that person cannot say, I choose otherwise. This does not mean you have full control over everything that has happened to you. What it does mean is that from this point forward, you will focus on the things that you can influence and you will make choices that move you towards a new vision and a new way of living. To strengthen our free will also requires we are grounded and embodied. If we are not rooted, if our foundation is shifting and uncertain, 
we will not be able to stand for anything important. We will be easily swayed. We must do the work of the Muladhara chakra, the root chakra, to ground ourselves and truly sink in to our right to be here. From there, we must tap into desire of the second chakra. What is driving us? The emotional center of the Svadhisthana can easily be a trap in our evolutionary ascent if we get caught in craving and seeking pleasure. But desire, without excessive attachment, is crucial in powering our will. We must feel driven towards something. Both our pain, the loss, heartache, injustice, and anger, and our joy can lead us to make change. These feelings can stir the fire of the third chakra and ignite our will to create or change something. The attributes of the third chakra, will, empowerment, self-discipline, assertiveness, all hinge on self-esteem. You have to feel worthy of your life, your vision, and your power. And this worthiness must be unconditional inherent simply because you exist. When people feel unworthy and have low self-esteem, this energetic center, the Manipura, collapses. You can literally see the slump that happens when someone is doubting himself or herself. They collapse and the grounded flowing energy that rises from the lower chakras as well as the constructive, inspiring information descending through the upper chakras, both become broken circuits. This is where shame seeps in and people may find themselves in a state of inertia and powerlessness. Our ability to shift out of a state of powerlessness is crucial to the overall health and wellness of our lives. Okay, so let's look at applied chakra work for this uh, Manipura, the power center. Um, So as you remember from the first two chakras, an energy center can be balanced or it can be blocked. And the block could be due to excessive energy in a center or a deficiency of energy in a center. So... When the Manipura Chakra is in balance, one often experiences feeling empowered and assertive. They have a courage of conviction, so they're confident in what they hold as truth. Um, They take inspired action and disciplined action. They are able to mobilize energy and to consciously create These people have healthy self-esteem. They are light and quick to laugh, and they enjoy a healthy digestive system, typically. Now, when the Manipura Chakra is blocked in such a way that the energy is excessive, it often manifests as the following. So these people would feel quite uh, (laughs) angry, irritable, anxious, bossy, and aggressive. Um, They tend to confuse force and power. So they might think they're powerful, but really they may be using excessive force. They are strong-willed to a fault, 
often self-centered, arrogant, and manipulative. And they often have difficulty stopping momentum. So they may be prone to things like addiction or have issues with impulse control. Uh, On a physical level, often these people will manifest digestive issues and ulcers. So some balancing practices for people who have excessive energy in the Manipura chakra. Um, So first of all, find a way to release this energy uh, and the energy of anger in a safe way. So one of my favorite practices is to go underwater and scream or kick or punch just this literally this moving out of this really intense energy. Um, Exert yourself physically in nature. So this is, uh, again, a form of grounding. So hiking, running, all of these things will help to um, move some of this energy out so it's not just stirring around in, in your power center. Following movement, and I usually find that some sort of movement or grounding is necessary first, then you're going to start to look at stillness and mindfulness practices. Now, if you do not discharge some of this energy first, stillness practices are going to be exceedingly difficult because you will be, you've got this fire in your belly that is telling you to like do things and take action and uh, use force. So we have to dissipate some of that energy typically before stillness and mindfulness practices are accessible uh, or even helpful. Um, But when we're in a place that we have discharged some of this, um, yeah, seated meditation, guided meditation, yin yoga, um, any practice that brings you into more stillness and single-pointed concentration will be helpful and it will open you to higher wisdom and vision. So you're not just like forcing things through. Uh, Eat cooling foods, avoid spicy foods, avoid alcohol, rest more, do less. Uh, You can use breathing exercises to calm the nervous system. So these people are typically in a state of fight or flight in their nervous system. So breathing practices where the exhale is elongated, uh, which can happen naturally through sighing, through humming, um, or even you can just practice a counted breath, keeping the exhale twice as long as the inhale. And then just some self-reflection, like notice how much effort and resistance you're experiencing in your day. Can you stop and think about how you could do it with less effort or reflect on the cause of resistance that you're feeling? Notice excessive attachments where you find yourself using force. Is there something that actually you need to let go of? Is your energy hung up on something that is not manifesting, that you are trying to push through and force through? Is spirit trying to lead you in another direction? So these self-reflections can be really insightful to help give you a direction to to invest your power. Uh, Sometimes with excessive energy in this chakra, we just try to force things. We don't even maybe know why we're forcing it or um, if it's aligned with what we actually want to be doing. So that self-reflection piece is critical. Um, And often, like I said at the start, you need to actually discharge some of the energy in order to get into stillness, mindfulness, and this space of self-inquiry. 
Now, when the Manipura chakra is blocked in such a way that the energy is deficient, it often manifests as the following. So these people are easily manipulated. Uh, They would be the people that you might call a pushover or say they have no backbone. They're very doubtful, uncertain. They have low self-esteem and often they feel ashamed. Uh, They give their power away and they align with, they align their will with whatever they're told to do rather than with what actually matters to them. And often they experience a loss of excitement for life. They just feel uninspired, resigned. They have a difficulty overcoming inertia and just getting started. These people often will have weak digestion and an inability to properly digest foods. Uh, They may be predisposed to sensitivities and to allergies. So balancing practices for a deficient third chakra high energy movement. Uh, There are a lot of kundalini yoga kriyas that can be uh, really empowering and stabilizing for a deficient third chakra. So core work, twisting, breath of fire, breath retention on exhales. Um, Recommended that you eat foods that are easy to digest. And you may even want to explore spicier foods if that's something that your body tolerates. Uh, enhance your gut health, eat probiotic rich foods, low sugar. Now for specifics on diet, I would suggest that you see uh, a naturopath or a holistic nutritionist uh, to get something specific for you. Um, But beyond kind of these general guidelines of eating, you can also focus on grounding physical practices and movement. So again, get out in nature Getting out and moving in nature will reharmonize every chakra. It is such a great practice to bring balance into your being. Uh, reflect on your dreams, your desires, and your vision. So you have to light this inner fire and have something that you're actually moving towards. Do something new. Try something. Do something that you would normally be like, it's not really what I do. Just try it, explore new possibilities, and reflect on where you invest your energy. Does your energy have a way to come back to you? Or are you just pouring all your energy into a black hole serving someone else's agenda? Reflect if there are relationships, thoughts, or actions that drain your power by taking your energy without providing any nourishment to you. So again, that self-reflection piece, really, really important. And that completes our overview of the Manipura Chakra. If you have any questions or feedback, I would love to hear from you. And one of the biggest takeaways that I really want you to hold on to from this session is the importance of having an inspired vision that you are moving towards. And that way you can align your willpower, your free will with what is true for you and what would bring the most meaning into your life. So very critical that you are developing a higher vision or this power that you hold inside of yourself 
can easily be misused or it might just not feel ignited. All right, you are sacred, powerful beings. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you soon for the Anahata Chakra.